we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So Kelly, you know, we got into something pretty interesting last time, and I thought we'd take it the next step further. And it's this idea that essentially that self-talk impacts your actions. And the background on on this, if you didn't hear our last uh, show, was that uh, about a week ago, I went and saw the uh, mental coach for the USC football team. And and uh, as I mentioned last time, he went with Lincoln Riley when Lincoln Riley went from um, Oklahoma to take over the USC football team in their first year with Tim Kite, the mental coach, and Lincoln Riley. They went from like four and eight the prior year to 11 and three, I think. So huge turnaround. And I, as as I mentioned last time, I got to know. Tim, about three years ago, as uh, as I was moving the University of Texas to be the gold standard for mental training and conditioning, and and of the all the sports psychologists I talked to, he was the only one that had a real system, and he, he so he and I have developed great friendship. Anyway, I I go see him last week, and he explained something pretty cool, and he says. Think about this. He says, when something happens, he calls it an event. When an event happens, the first thing that happens is you focus on it. Focus on what the event was or some part of the event. And then the second thing that happens is you have self-talk. And then the third thing that happens is you have an emotion. And then the fourth thing you have happen is an action. And so I found that very interesting, and I've been cogitating on that. And I saw it. I saw it in in action this past week, and I wanted to share it with you. And I want to see if you have something in your life where it worked like this. And and so here's what happened last week. And you know, you may not know this, but I'm not very mechanically inclined. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know that's a. I would have never guessed. (laughs) No, no, I know. I know. Who would have? Who would have thought that? But uh, anyway, and I hate doing mechanical things. And so, um, but last week, you know, I bought a new uh, jet ski about a year ago, and of course, I had to get this jet ski that'll go literally seventy-five miles an hour, um, which. which uh, is uh, pretty adventurous, but but uh, really fun. 
And so the problem, though, with it is you burn out the spark plugs about every year. So you got to replace the spark plugs. And so I'm thinking, well, how hard can that be? Surely I can change the damn spark plugs, um, assuming that I got the right wrench and all that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I go and I, you know, get into the jet ski and I get the uh, top off and I see the spark plugs. And then I uh, uh, realize I'm going to have to get the wrench. So I go and buy the wrench. Then I'm calling the the parts dealer to get the uh, right uh, spark plugs. And I'm on the phone with him. And it's sort of taken forever for him to figure it out. And so that was the event. I, I noticed that I my patience is 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 getting thin. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, here's where the self-talk comes in. I'm like, I guess this guy's probably incompetent. You know, I mean, how how tough is this? I mean, you know, here's the VIN number of the jet ski, here's the model. You either got the spark plugs or you don't. You know, why why is this taking five minutes to and so that's part of the self-talk that's going on. But the other part of the self-talk that I have trained myself around is, you know, people do the best they can. Uh, I'm affirming that I'm patient. And so I watch that that sort of dual self-talk going on. And I see that that the self-talk that that predominates was just be patient. He's doing the best he can, you know, just and and so then the emotion, the, the third part of the process is the self-talk causes the emotion on my end of, okay, just chill, just chill. Whereas it could have been if I'd gone with the first bit of self-talk of, of I'm impatient, then, then uh, the emotion would be frustration. But the emotion that came from it was uh, actually was um, that I'm, I'm patient. And then he figures out, you know, that he has the spark plugs and the action was okay. Now I order the spark plugs and, and the action for me really is, is remaining chill. And, but I, I, that experience was so interesting to watch, you know, from the event to the focus to the self-talk, to the emotion, to the action. And I'm like, this is exactly what Tim Kite was talking about. So give me your thoughts on that. And is there, can you think of anything in your life that, that applies the same concepts? Yeah, let me, uh, let me give you my thoughts on what you just shared. And what's interesting is the, the close connection to that self-talk and the emotion. So to the point yeah. that you made, had you decided to to go down the rabbit hole of the negative, you know, self-talk around the whole thing and of this person and, you know, focusing on that, your emotion would have been, you know, um, frustration, anger, irritation, that kind of thing, which would have maybe led you to a different action, which might have been being a jerk, right? Um, you know, being, you know, whatever the case. Well, is. come on, hey, you know, <laughs> maybe a jerk. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you get where I'm going with it, but then yes. just the power, how important self-talk is in that process and that how you are processing the event 
and what yeah. you're focusing on matters. Right. The other thing that jumped out at me too is on this second piece with focus. And this just goes to um, not necessarily this scenario that you just shared, but when you're focused on, so an event happens and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to dig a, um, uh, let me just use something that is pretty basic, but that okay. I think I can apply the, um, and this, so the event would be turning 50. Okay. So it would be my approaching my um, 50th birthday. Okay. Right. And so when we get to focus, so focusing on, okay, my 50th birthday is coming up. Um, what, how I choose to frame that mm -hmm. going to make all of the difference in the world as to what, uh, to those next steps, like the self-talk and the yeah. emotion and the action behind it, because I could have framed it and focused on it in a negative way. You right. know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I'm turning 50. How the hell did that happen? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, you know, um, framing it in a way and focusing on it in a positive way and the self-talk being positive around it. Like, how lucky am I and privileged am I to have lived 50 years? And like framing it then the self-talk around, you know, and the emotion around gratitude, you know, and just being yeah. happy that like, man, the alternative, it sure the hell beats that. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, so I think that... um you know, and, and I'll, I'll give you a comparison here in just a second. So then the emotion behind it was really positive yeah. and really hopeful and really forward motion. And I was thinking about, okay, what, how do I own this next decade and yeah. how do I evolve, you know, to, so like it had a real positive energy and then I started taking action, you know, and right. doing the things worked some things into my visualization around, um, you know, the type of person then that I really needed to become to achieve or to do the things that I wanted to do in this next decade and, right. and took action beginning to work on that as right. compared to when I turned 40, I literally cried all day long. Anytime really? somebody would come into my office um, and say, you know, I go, <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? I am so serious because to me, I don't know that transition from being in my thirties to forties just felt, and still, you know, I'm still, Coming into my own, like the years between 40 and 50 were like, you know, these were really where I started to gain momentum and really get yeah. to know myself really well and feel more confident and that type of thing. When I was moving to 30, from 30 to 40, just felt at that time in my life, like old, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like that literally, and I, I, I haven't done what I wanted to do. I haven't, you know, so it was, a, again, a whole different mindset. You know, and I don't know, John, whether this is different for men than it is for women, but there absolutely is something that happens as you age and beauty and those kinds of things that starts to, um, you know, as you age, there's just a different would be my guess feeling around um, just aging and losing that, um, you know. I don't feel that way now. I feel confidence is where beauty is. And, you know, beauty comes from like, I've worked on myself. The outside right. doesn't matter. Yeah. But right. When I was going from my 30 to 40s or whatever, I was like, you know, it was just a different, it, it was a different mindset. So I share when we're talking about this and I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, when I went from 40, the feeling from the day I turned 40 to the day I turned 50 was so dramatically different. And the reason why is this framework that you just shared. It was how I chose to focus on it, my self-talk around it, right. the emotion I had as a result of that self-talk, 
And then the action I took as a result of that emotion. Right. And so anyway, um, that's the, the that's the comparison. That is, that is a great example, Kelly. You know, it's it's interesting with Ginger and I were just talking about this. Uh, and, and this completely pertains to, to you as well. You know, I look at the Ginge and she's beautiful. I, like I, you know, I, I I remember I was telling her I went back to my high school reunion and I'm like, Ginge, you're the best looking girl in here. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, not even close. <laughs> now, that's, you know, maybe that's my ego. I don't know what that. But but I'm like, I'm just telling you the truth. And she saw, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, who would be a better judge? Is it me or is it you? And I see that this is a, a thing with women that, and, and you're following this. I mean, you literally look 10 years younger than your age. And, you know, if somebody looked at you, they go, well, she's not 50. She's, you know, early 40s, mm-hmm. maybe even early 30s. Thank you. Possibly <laughs> even the late 20s. But uh, I like where you're going with this. Thank you. <laughs> but, but um, you know, there is something about how women perceive their looks that I think is uh, a deviation from reality. Whereas, and and this may be true on the opposite with men. Men, I think, always think they look better than they actually do. <laughs> Probably me included. But, no, you know, do you think that's true? Um, I think there's just, I don't know what it is. And the other thing, too, to think about is, you know, and this is a whole different, very lengthy discussion that would need experts involved. But there, uh, there is something too that's happening hormonally with women, right? As they age, with which also impacts all of these things that we're talking about, right? And I think, um, you know, you and it just with the brain works, and if you're not on top of the transition, you know, hormonally and stuff, right. you can, you know, you can go down a, you know, a not a good road. You know what I mean, right? But I do right. think um, men probably, you know, just from a confidence standpoint. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, delusional confidence probably. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the point of all this is, boy, life is a state of mind. Uh, and, and, you know, I think your example of, of you know, you could, you could take turning 50 in a couple of ways. And, you know, like we were talking before we went on the air, you know, I was telling you about Dan Kennedy, who I think is brilliant, uh, maybe the best marketer in the world. You know, I'm I'm reading something he wrote last week, and uh, I get the distinct impression that life's a struggle for him. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, boy, doesn't matter how successful you are, life is a state of mind, and you can either go through this life um, with it being a nightmare or being a a joy. And I see with both you and me, as we get older, it's more of a joy. I mean, it's a continual, you know, movement up and an enlightenment uh, up. And, uh, you know, like, like we're also talking about how, how things happen in life and, um, and you have gotten to the point, as I have, where if something doesn't go like we want it, we go, well, I uh, wish it happened this way, but maybe there's a bigger purpose that it happened this way. And I just don't see it yet. So I'm going to accept it. 
Well, I can promise you, promise you that only one-tenth of one percent of people out there are looking at it like that. But it's absolutely the key to uh, to happiness, don't, don't you think? Oh, you know, 100%. When we were visiting about this earlier, it was, you know, one of the benefits I think that comes with um, aging is that you are looking at experiences. You can now connect the dots and you can see all of the things that didn't go the way that you had planned and how they led you to where you are today. And like, had they not happened or, you know, like this door wouldn't have opened up if that had happened for you, or you wouldn't have been available to do this thing that was life-changing for you. And so now, you know, again, with that framework and the way I choose to look at that and connect the dots, I can now say, okay, well, this didn't go. That's, you know, that's a bummer and everything. And then, you know, be in that frame of mind where it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll do a quick analysis. Like, why did this deal fall apart? Was that something, yeah, right. you know, and then, you know, I'm like, okay, it wasn't supposed to happen. You know, um, there's another door or something else that's going to happen as a result, you know, that's, that is a better opportunity or a better, and that's the way I choose um, to look at it. And then I can right. just be done with it and move on. I'm not wasting any energy. I'm not beating myself up. I'm not, because right. I can draw from that past experience and say, Listen, I wasted enough energy, you know, right. the first 20 years of my life, you know, the last 20 years, you know, I've wasted more than enough energy on that, that I could have expended and used in a much more positive manner. And I choose not to do that anymore. Right. Well, you know, at at, at a fundamental level, it's it's the belief that life works out like it's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and and not everybody has that. And, and you know, I'll, I'll share the story that I've. I shared with you before I, we got on, you know, and this pertains to Tim Kite, the uh, mental coach for USC. So, you know, three years ago, I teach our methodology to Chris Delcani, the, the athletic director who, who, you know, and he's enamored with it. And, and I tell him, well, you know, let's make Texas the gold standard for mental training and conditioning. So, right. You know, I say, I'd tell him, well, let me go meet the top, sports psychologists in the world. And so there were basically three, you and me go there to the Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks and meet Michael Gervais, who works with, uh, with uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. And, uh, and that was great. Learn stuff from him. Then I go and meet uh, Trevor Moed, the mental coach for Alabama, brilliant guy. And then I go and meet uh, Urban Meyer's guy, Tim Kite, who had won a national championship in football with uh, with Urban Meyer. And I liked him the best because uh, he had a system. So, okay, I I introduced each of those guys to Chris Delconti via Zoom call. And but I'm I'm telling Chris, I like Tim Kite the best. Okay, so that evolves and I get it all set up for Tim Kite to fly to Austin and meet Steve Sarkasian, the football coach at Texas, this is like a year or so ago. And the day that that we were meeting, the University of Texas announces that they are leaving the Big 12 and joining the SEC. So it's a big event. Steve Sarkasian can't do it. The thing falls apart, and I'm bummed out. And, and, uh, and so... Um, 
you know, I'm like, damn, you know, this was such a great opportunity and but it just didn't work out. Well, ironically, now this is how life works. I go and see Tim Kite last week in Hilton Head and hang out with him. And what evolves is is I am now going to take his methodology and incorporate it with our methodology. And I'm teaching a a full semester four credit class on basically think it be it, but including uh, his methodology as well. And it's now going to be a, a course for all 800 athletes at the University of Texas. And over the last few days, I see that, you know, what a blessing it was that that situation a year ago fell apart because back then all I was was a conduit for for making it happen. Now, as it's evolved, I'm right in the middle of, of it's it, I'm I'm the person that's going to teach it and and actually uh, drive it home at the University of Texas. And then once we get it at the University of Texas in place, uh, we're going to take it to USC. And so a perfect example of what you're talking about that, that, you know, you think something is not goes against you. Well, things work out like they should. You just don't know at that point, what don't you know, or what, what's going to evolve that you have no ability to see today. No. And I love one thing I want to point out related to that story and to what we're talking about, which is notice too, that the belief and that the action around, um, you know, making the University of Texas, you know, um, the top, what is it again? The gold standard. Gold standard. Um, that that still remained top of mind. Like you were still honed in on that yeah. and making that like, so it wasn't just sitting back and like waiting for something to fall into your lap and to, um, you know what I mean? Like right. when we're talking like this too, we're not saying you know, um, like you aren't still moving and grooving and trying, you know what I mean? And doing things that either bring value to the University of Texas, continuing meetings with the University of Texas, you know, continuing to research and again, to bring value through your learning from the experts and that kind of right. thing, that those still, those things are all still happening. There are actions happening. It's right. just that, um, you know, uh, that, that, now things are aligning up and those doors are opening. And so I want to be clear too about, oh, well, it wasn't meant to be. And then just kind of waiting for the next thing to fall into your lap. Like, you know, we're still taking that next action and taking that next, um, you know, I'm not really articulating it very well, but you get what I'm saying with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so, so the point of this podcast really is that your, your self-talk drives your emotion and your emotion uh, drives your actions. Well, how this relates to our methodology is when you're feeding the succinct articulation of your life to yourself each day, you're strengthening yourself emotionally. It's the self-talk that, that all, and all this is happening unconsciously, but you're strengthening yourself emotionally with the proper self-talk so that when an event happens, it follows what, what this formula that, that event happens, then there's self-talk, then there's emotion, then there's an action. And, and so I, I challenge our audience, uh, as you go through your, your day, 
see how that plays out. Just look for events and watch the self-talk that comes from it and lo- then watch the emotion that follows, then look at the action that comes from it. Uh, but I think this whole idea is is incredibly fascinating. So with that said, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.